1: wherever podcasts are available.
0: This episode of Beyond is brought to you by Gamefly. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation.
2: Beyond. Beyond. Beyond.
0: Beyond. Yeah. Beyond. We're doing it again. We We're did back. We did it again. Right yeah. It's been Beyond. a second. Beyond. Well, I did hey. it last week. The, well, Even yeah, you were here. Before. Apparently, that was the best episode yet. I haven't been here since like the Greg and
2: Colin days. It's been a minute. Yeah, yeah. it was crazy. Yeah. yeah,
0: I was a listener since back in those days. A, really, I just I'm glad that... I a think bunker's dozzler. You disappointing yourself? Honestly, <laughs> I'm pretty disappointed with... I don't... Yeah. Uh, anyway, welcome to Beyond. This is a show we do every week about PlayStation. Sometimes some of us aren't here, but this week we are. I'm Max Scoville, and I'm joined by Brian Altano. Hey, baby, baby. And Marty Sleva. I didn't like the fact that you called
1: our audience children. What? You said baby, baby. I was told I this was a show baby, for children. Baby. Oh, you, you called us you baby, baby, baby. That was okay. it.
2: You each now have a baby and you must raise it. So I'm going
1: to be a very bad father. I'm going to wow. be honest.
2: Mad All right. It's two. So. <laughs> All right, uh, so we're going to be talking about
0: some, some video games, so if you don't like them, stop listening and go do anything else. Uh, first up, there's some games that came out this this week, a bunch of them. We're in that wonderful thing. The, got... the thick of the season, and yeah. there's all sorts of treats. Where the fall light? has
2: arrived. The leaves have turned, and The so bramble's have... now dangerous. Yeah, what?
1: Yeah, don't get in the bramble. It's sharp. Yes. That's, that... Yeah, it's sharp autumnal bramble.
2: I can't imagine why anyone
0: would have problems with this show. I think it was, we run a pretty tight ship here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys been playing uh, South Park. Yes. yes. Uh, And it rules the fractured bungle
1: (laughs) but hole. I yeah, I put about 12 hours, 10, 12 hours into it. I'm liking it a lot. Um, And Brian, you and I were talking about this earlier today about how like it's for me, it's sort of just the sum of its parts. I don't think there's any one thing it does that's like incredible or exceptional right but every system that's at play and like everything you're doing is entertaining like i'm having fun doing every single thing i'm doing
2: yeah i completely agree um and so let's let's backtrack real quick because you said something that i think is very important when talking about this game you said you've played 12 hours already which is uh, two hours longer than the entire last game was yes uh so that's important to note here that this game is now uh, around 20 hours are we hearing
1: yeah, uh, that's what Dan Stapleton, a reviewer, who gave it, I believe, an 8.0. Yeah, um, which that's, is fair. That's what I, he I, gave I, it. I, yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah, totally. think it's a great game. Um, Not like he
2: needs my approval. No, no. But
1: yeah, kind. if you, one of the things a lot of us liked about the original was that it felt like it was like an RPG, but of the 16-bit length. Like, yes. if you go back and play a lot of those games, like, you can finish Colonel Trigger in, you know, 10 to 12 hours. Yeah. Um, whereas this definitely expands upon everything. Everything feels a little bit more. The customization options here are much bigger than they were in the first game. Uh, the progression system's much bigger. Bigger, and sort of just the overall scope of the story ends yeah. up going to a lot more places now,
0: real stupid quick question yeah. if you didn't touch the first game is it totally okay to jump into this yeah. i think so yeah it's i think South so, Park, so yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean
1: it slowly like MVC here it like references the first game but uh as you uh you know as you as you're going it's mostly this this brand new story and it really pulls from uh there's like a prequel episode that you can watch uh that sort of fills you in on everything which huh. is yeah. yeah more than you need yeah
2: yeah, so um, this game, gameplay-wise, uh, sort of changes things up from the last game. It's It, it feels a little bit more um, – I'm not sure like the best game to, to sort of compare it to because it's grid-based, turn-based combat. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a little more dynamic. It's like
0: a little that. less – a little less Final Fantasy, a little more Fire Emblem kind of. Kind of, yeah. Uh, it
2: feels kind of like that Ghost Recon 3DS game that yeah. launched the 3DS. Yeah. I think that's um, pretty good. But a lot funnier, a lot stupider. Yeah. Wait, lot you mean easier. to say the South Park game is funnier than a Tom Clancy game? Yes, wow. by far. I wish Tom Clancy games had more farts in them, but... Um,
1: <laughs> there is but the Tom Clancy's open mic war is coming up soon. That's, that's going to be a little about the war of an open mic night, so yeah. that'll, be, that'll be pretty a funny. A pretty of farts there. Yeah, uh, farts.
2: So, yeah, this game is, um, just to get it out of the way, it's you know revoltingly crude and disgusting and uh racist and homophobic and misogynistic and all of those things it does that thing that south park does best which it offends offends everybody which in turn offends nobody um but it also is um incredibly endearing like i think that for a game about children uh it sort of captures that that kind of whimsy and stupidity and joy that you have playing like like Stupid games in your in your backyard yes. with your friends when you're in third grade. If
1: uh, if like uh, the, the it's a great pumpkin. Charlie Brown is like the ideal of what it was like as a kid. Yes, this is like the reality of what you were like oh, as a rules. kid. Like you yeah. were swearing, you were doing things, you were staying up way past your bedtime. Like you were causing trouble in the streets and getting yelled at by adults.
2: Yeah, if you look at like sort of like Kevin Smith and how his brain stopped working at like age 20, right? And he's capitalized, <laughs> and I mean that in a good way. Like all of his hell of his movies and shows have basically leaned on. On what it's like to be late high school, early college, like young adult feeling. Um, Trey Parker and Matt Stone have squarely landed on like that perfection of what it's like to be in third grade where there's innocence, there's stupidity. There's the smartest kid, you know, is an idiot. Mm -hmm. uh, And people are saying horrific things and doing horrible things because adults aren't really around. Some of the enemies in this game are fourth graders and sixth graders. Uh, Most of your costumes are sort of stuff that you find like, um, made out of Tupperware and cardboard. Yeah. Yeah. But there, it's sort of, there's, uh, uh, this game has a ton of emphasis on superhero culture, mm-hmm. and so it picks apart DC. It makes fun of Zack Snyder. It makes fun of Marvel. Uh, it sort of finds an equation for every character in South Park with a contemporary version of them in a existing yeah. universe. A, a and they've been, they've been playing, playing with
0: us on the show recently where yeah. there's kind of the different superheroes. Yeah, yeah,
2: and yeah. Um, yeah. And one thing
1: you, you did mention the thing about how it's South Park. So it pushes everyone's button and offends everybody. So it's whole thing is by offending everybody, it offends nobody. I yes. Guess. Um, but one thing is it also does a lot of really smart, subversive things with stuff like your characters, gender and sexuality, yeah. which like, I won't really go into specifics cause I just, because that's kind of a spoiler. Like I, yeah. I really liked how they dealt with it, but like, uh, Alana and I were talking she was playing the game and she was like oh it's weird like I started you can create a girl she was mm-hmm. like I created someone that looked like me but they still refer to me as he and like yeah. a boy and then there's a thing a couple hours in where like that changes in a really interesting, smart way that I didn't expect the South
2: Park game to handle. Mr. Mackey is sort of, um, he sort of plays the same role a lot of us have played in the last few years, where we're tolerant to everything that's happening around these conversations Mm -hmm. in terms of gender and sex, but we don't really know how to answer them, and we're not really sure what sort of, like, nomenclature people Mm -hmm. want um, for certain aspects of things, and he kind of stumbles through it, but gets it right, which is interesting, and he repeatedly kind of invites you back to sort of be like, hey, so, uh, you know uh you said you were this um but does that mean this this and this and the way he answers questions and interacts with you is is very smart and I think it's a it's a weird take on uh like Learning about uh, sort of gender fluidity from a game about cartoon farts. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Totally. So it, it's got to that, uh, like, that's why I think this game works really well in the same way you're saying. Like, um, it's sort of a jack of all trades. It's not really mastering any of them, but it's doing a lot very well. It's also, from a video game perspective, simply playing it uh, scratches a lot of the sort of itch that you'll have as a gamer to, like, sort of fill up bars and level up things. Yeah. Every single thing you pick up or collect um, adds incrementally to something else you're looking for when you get a costume, uh, when you collect uh, things out of garbage cans or vending machines, you can use them to craft things yeah. that and will you, all add up to different things. And
1: you constantly have like a hundred different micro-objectives, which is sort of, man, this fall to me is like, that is, that mechanic or that idea is sort of in almost every game I'm playing, from Destiny 2 to Shadow of War to Assassin's Creed to this, where you have everything you're doing, you're filling up a bar of, uh, you know, loot 10 uh, – kill 10 enemies or loot 10 things or craft 100 things or right. travel this far or solve this many puzzles. And so you're constantly getting this IV drip of, you know, new and better weapons and uh, gear that's slowly adding to this core number. Like this game has a – like, what, like I don't know what's the – what's the term in this game like that number that you keep feeding towards oh, right, right, right. um and it's the same thing that like destiny has like light level and power level and everything so yep. um yeah i think that works really well one thing that i'm not crazy about is the game is really easy yeah and i've even cranked the difficulty up to the max and i never feel like i'm in danger in combat uh, right and the, it's also very forgiving in that yeah too, and right? the puzzles aren't so far from what i have played it's, it's they call them puzzles but none of them are puzzles.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, which is, I think is <clears throat> is kind of good because I think the show is a pretty casual watch and the game looks exactly like it. So I kind of appreciate that the game doesn't push back too much. Mm-hmm. Um, it sort of has the sort of puzzle level of a third grader figuring stuff yeah. out, which I think works to its favor. Uh, that said, Marty's right if you are looking for like a really deep engaging combat system. Um, I think that the combat system is actually pretty deep in the variables and the amount of characters and <laughs> (laughs) Um, sort of artifacts that you can apply to your character which you unlock more of different costumes are mostly um, aesthetic aesthetic, Mm -hmm. but there are different like there are three different right now my character represents three different types of classes and every time I think like oh he's he's a brawler they're like oh he's also an assassin and he's also like uh speedster know, speedster yeah. so like cartman keeps pulling you in and being like hey we're gonna add another class to you or we're gonna fill out your backstory a little more yeah. which i think is really funny because it's sort of like the way kids invent rules to a game on the fly. Mm-hmm. yeah you know when they're in the backyard and they're like the bushes are ice and the yeah. floor is lava
1: <laughs> like you're well, filling out your sort of DD character sheet like what we're seeing right now if you're watching the show is like your cartman's like what's your inciting incident like if, if bruce wayne's was just watching his parents get murdered it's that you walked in and saw your dad having sex with your mom yeah. and he keeps bringing it up about how this is like a traumatizing experience and kyle will be like eric literally all of our dads had sex with our moms yeah, that's like we that's born. how this worked <laughs> yeah um, and yeah, i find it really funny because you start filling out like what your weaknesses is like what your religion is what yep. your race is um yeah i don't know it's, I'll, it's I'll say funny. that like
2: in terms of uh like really shocky set pieces i think it's a step Behind the last So game, far, yeah. In that I haven't fought Kim Kardashian's aborted fetus yeah, yet. Yeah. Uh, which was an actual boss fight in the last game. That said, there is a, uh, sh- like, sort of boss run in this game where you fight strippers mm-hmm. which is really funny uh, the uh, raisins who are basically like child young, hooters child hooters girls <laughs> yeah. are in this game um, a lot of the character classes you fight are really interesting like you'll beat up everyone from rednecks to police to uh, yeah children uh, yeah. fourth graders I'm, sixth graders I'm really liking what, what I'm hearing about this yeah uh, yeah. I'm liking
0: it the more I'm talking about it actually I think I think with, the, funny the, with the first game they really had to establish that yes this is a South Park game this is a, a functional video game but like they I I think they probably lean pretty hard into like the bodiness and the, the raunchiness sure. of it just to be like hey it's south park everybody but in this it, it's i always love south park more when it goes into the sort of the earnest like genuine
2: stuff mm-hmm. well and i think it's also the show um for better or worse leans really hard into topicality right like during the election you had to hear about trump mm-hmm. and clinton every day and it doesn't work with a video game really and i don't think so yeah and like i was pretty burned out by all that just dealing with it in reality and then mm-hmm. to, to turn on the tv for escapism i wasn't really getting what i was looking mm-hmm. for but with this game this feels like some of my favorite i mean scott Tennerman must is my favorite South Park episode ever because it's about a chili cook off where uh Tom York comes to uh make fun of a child who had to accidentally eat his, his parents. parents yeah like that's brilliant and it had nothing to do with Bill Clinton or anything mm-hmm. like that and this game feels like a lot of that stuff right like it's not really like you know there is some topical humor here and there which I, i'm sure won't age well in a few years but it looks and feels like the show's best episodes and yeah. i think it's doing a lot of really great things
1: yeah cool. it totally makes me want a game of this quality in something like I want a Simpsons game back like this. I want a Rick and Morty game like this. You know, like Archer. Um, I, it actually it, it,
2: reminded me a lot of uh, Bart versus Space Mutants huh, this really? game, that the NES game, because there is like very specifically in this game, there are certain colored things that you can interact with in the world. Yeah, that's funny. That you can collect and you can find. Yeah. I was getting like serious nods to that. Yeah, I, I think the odds of us game. getting a
0: solid Rick and Morty game, it's it's not a, a matter of if, it's a matter of when. when. Right. Like, yeah, because those guys actually care about games, and I think yeah, he has
1: Justin Roiland has Squanch Tendo. His, yeah. his, well, his we game came
2: company. at we. There was a V things thing, mm-hmm. but we came out of the sort of Adventure Time era with like 30 different games. None of uh, them were good. None of them were really that great. There was a couple yeah. that were like, okay, right? Like it, th- Their whole thing was they would try to ape different styles. Yeah, of one
1: was like Zelda 2. Yeah. yeah.
2: Which I think here we're seeing um, you know, if you look at Ubisoft's track record just over the last few months, it's been really interesting that like two of the more successful ones have been partnering with an IP and making like a kind of funny Quirky take on the turn based strategy game, right? yeah. Between Mario and Rabbids mm-hmm. and this, um, I kind of I'm, I'm liking this, this side of them, yeah. You know?
1: And this is uh, this game's led by Ubisoft San Francisco, which is yep. their first non rocksmith game, so it just sort of yeah. puts them on the map as like making I don't want to say actual yeah. games, but like at rules the games one, that
2: aren't rock well, band. The one or thing rocksmith. I will say about this game is, um, if you played the last game and you had any sort of technical hiccups or anything like that i lost the entire section of canada oh god that's like brutal the auto saves weren't kicking in there are moments in this game where there's just like it's sort of like getting on a new os where there's just like jank for a few days mm-hmm. and they fix it i'm sure it'll all get patched but uh in, in fact i saw a patch this morning but i was playing yesterday and a battle ended and then just like nothing happened for like 30 seconds and then it popped in and i was just oh, like I had- so i've been manually saving a lot just oh, to man. be safe okay. so
1: I I came back from a bar last night and I went to play the game and I'm relatively sure this was a glitch and it wasn't like a story beat I missed but I went into Cartman's kitchen and there were two of his mom occupying the same space but with different animations saying different things. So I would like go to talk to her and one would be like giving me an item and one would be asking me where Eric is and I'm like, did I completely miss a thing where there's two of her or is this game
0: yeah, being she weird? I'm relatively sure the it's, game's being weird. <laughs> it's South Park, so you don't know if it's a joke or not. Yeah, there's exactly. also,
2: I mean, leaning into the comedic timing of that show is Cartman will say something and then the main character will just kind of sit and stare. <laughs> yeah, because you are And so yeah, when that yeah. happens in the game, there's been a couple times where I'm like, um, is this broken? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Hello
0: there. Would you like to save money and play more video games? Well, let me introduce you to our sponsor, Gamefly. Gamefly is the best way to buy and rent all your favorite games at Gamefly.com. You pick your favorite games and have them mailed directly to your door or mailbox. Gamefly is the leading video game rental service with over 9,000 titles to choose from. You can try your favorite games before you buy and keep the games as long as you want with no late fees, so if you're stuck on a boss fight or having a really good time, it's not a big deal. You can cancel at any time, and they also offer movie rentals, too. Go to Gamefly.com slash farbeyond and start your free premium 30-day trial today. The premium trial allows you to check out two games and or movies at a time. You can only get this offer, again, by visiting Gamefly.com slash farbeyond. Now go sign up and start playing all your favorite games absolutely free for 30 days right now. All right. So another game you guys have been playing is The Evil Within 2. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's an incredibly spooky video game. Is it? Is it very spooky? It's pretty
1: spooky. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a solid spookster. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: a solid spookster. No, I love that we're getting we're getting the, the follow-ups to the games that came out, what, like two years ago? Three years. Two three three, years, years. three, yeah, three yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because exactly.
1: South, South Park was on last gen. I yeah, think. that was yeah, It yeah, yeah, yeah. was very tail end. Though. Yeah, but it was. I think literally the new consoles were already out when it yeah. when it, it came. They did mm-hmm. port it
0: over though, which is yeah, nice. yeah. Um, but yeah, um, it's funny. We're getting. I mean, we're getting South Park, Mordor, Evil Within, Wolfenstein. All, yeah, like, that all is above, funny. Really, yeah, all uh, the
1: sequels from three or four years ago. Yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, Evil Within, I've never been like really big in the horror stuff, so I kind of I kind of passed on that one, and I'm sort of curious about it. But this was Shinji Mikami's kind of like sort of separate from Resident Evil Return yeah. to Form. For yeah, yeah. For, yeah, for
1: Tango, his new studio, or guess yeah. new-ish studio. And now he's just EP on the game, and this guy, Johannes, is is taking the reins, which I was talking to Caleb about, and it's interesting, because this almost feels like that guy's, like, he's Kamiya, and this is his Resident Evil 2. Yeah. It's been like, hey, you've been shadowing me for this long, now make your own thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm really liking it so far. It's, it's definitely a horror game, but it also leans its a ton of weird psychological like Jacob's Ladder and then almost like, not Matrixy, but there is like, like the whole thing about this like shadow organization and you're submersing yourself in this goo called STEM right. and you're like reliving these memories and oh. going into people's subconscious.
2: Yeah, and I think that um, both helps and hurts it. I'm a, I'm a huge Resident Evil guy. Specifically, 4 is one of my favorite games mm-hmm. of all time. 7 this year, uh, was that this year? God. Yeah. I, which I adored for the most part up until like the, I would say the last act. Um, but that game- it's hard to say this, but that game mostly felt grounded in reality in that yeah. there was a tangible physical place you're in. Um The thing about Evil Within is it sort of takes a lot of the same tenets of, say, Resident Evil 4, third-person, over-the-shoulder action mm-hmm. game where your main character has a handgun with a light reticle on the end of it, you know, a laser pointer. Yeah. Once I got that in this game, I was very... Yeah, yeah, you're it. like, yeah, that's my boy. I was like, um, but it throws in all this psychological mm-hmm. stuff so that you don't really have a sort of semblance of place or time as well. Which I which think I is think, on purpose. I, it definitely on purpose, but also, it, to me, it convolutes the story a little bit, yeah. where, like, you know, even like in some of the, the early parts of this game, character breaks into his own home, finds it on fire, hears his daughter screaming, uh, and then it sort of turns psychological horror and then you're pulled out of it. There's a lot of, like, I think I'm here, but I'm not, and the scenario around me dissolves, and mm-hmm. I'm somewhere else. It's very dreamlike well, or nightmare. The yeah.
0: first one had you going into like an alternate dimension, almost kind of yeah, like this yeah. weird hellscape. Yeah. I, yeah, I
2: played the first one to completion. Really enjoyed it. I uh, could barely tell you what happened in the story. Right, right. Yeah,
1: I definitely. Uh, if you're jumping into this one, whether you played the first one three years ago or didn't play the first one, check out. We have uh, even within five minutes. Yeah. That's a really quick primer, um,
2: which I think what, is important. Yes, I, totally. this is it. This is sort of confusing. Just to jump in. To?
1: Um, yeah, I was totally like, "What was the deal with his daughter and his wife?" Like, yeah. I couldn't really remember. It's,
2: it's sort of like if you if the first Die Hard movie you saw was Die Hard with a Vengeance, you'd be like, "I get it. He's hung over and he's <laughs> confused and angry and scared. Yeah. And he's still doing his job, so I appreciate that." Yeah, but who is this man? man? Yeah,
1: why does he care? Yeah, um, yeah. One thing is you mentioned Resident Evil before this feels so much like a follow-up to resident evil four than any other resident evil game since then has
2: like much more so than five or six i was Um, saying to you it felt like the second or third sequel to that resident evil four we never got got, which was like the um the psychological one where leon was seeing visions of like poltergeist yeah yeah Uh, because there's a lot of sort of uh, there's there is zombie stuff in this game right there are characters yeah. that are zombie like yeah yeah um they're all also like legitimately awesome terrifying like bloodborne-esque yes. character design yeah,
1: one of the first boss things you see which we've probably seen a lot of the promotional things is this like woman with like a thousand heads and a giant just mm-hmm. like
2: like jigsaw on her arm there's this like man dog thing oh yeah it's basically like uh the top <laughs> halves of two men <laughs> Forged in the middle and they're just run around on all <laughs> oh, yeah. the Dog, There's good men dog. Yeah, I've, um, I've
0: really liked some of the, the aesthetics we've seen with this. Like that whole yeah. like the weird white plastery. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's like the, the goopy the, stuff. That's the goop. Yeah. You go yeah. in
1: and, and have these visions. Yeah, this See your is tantrums. Really gorgeous
0: and, and creepy about that. Yeah totally. Um, and yeah. I'm, I'm like more drawn to this as a sequel than I was. The, the first one was it just seemed like it was very tropey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember they did this thing where they were promoting it that really really pissed me off where they were like doing lots of research for this new game and it was just a shelf of horror movies. And I'm like, that's not like, yeah. I, I'm like, I don't know. Read some books, dude. Like read, look mm-hmm. at some old art. Like, I, I don't know. Like dig deeper. It's yeah. Just, that's not, I mean, I, I get that you're going to, you know, pull some elements from horror movies and that's cool, but Yeah, yeah exclusively I think, be borrowing from movies. I
2: think some of that bleeds over a little bit in here too, but, um, but you know, it's also like, it's, it's a weird game because I'm not really connected with the story. I don't really like the protagonist. I think the protagonist spends like probably the first third of this game walking into areas and going like, what, what the hell? Yeah. Huh? Who's that? it's like, well, you're in the Evil Within too, man. Like, you know, figure it out. (laughs) Uh, But what I will say is that they are experimenting with a lot of cool new stuff in this game, specifically the size uh, and traversal and environments. Yeah. Whereas I felt the first one was a lot more sort of narrow, Mm tunnel-based, linear, um, one hallway the next. You had some areas that felt a little bit more like a level uh this uh very early on kicks you into almost an entire silent hill town
1: yes it reminds me so much yes. of silent hill and you that can sounds awesome like it's you cool. have you it's know really cool. you need to get to whatever that the garage in the other side of town but you can also loot all these houses yep. there's also enemies everywhere so you're like what do i want to do here mm-hmm. and it's it. not it's yeah. not the
2: kind of thing where i felt like i could just clear out a zone and run through it freely yeah. i would clear out an area and then get something that helped me to go back mm-hmm. to it and then be a whole bunch of new enemies there popping out and scaring me so yeah. i thought that was really cool also um um, collecting stuff in this game is really fun uh, w- upgrading your your weapons mm-hmm. and stuff like that is really fun uh, it's a little cumbersome because you can't just do it from like a set menu or anything uh, it's sort of like how in Resident Evil 4 you had to wait till you saw a merchant to like sure. do stuff yeah, like that yeah. in this game you have to basically go into a mirror which will bring you into your headquarters yeah. which you sit down in a chair and then huh. you talk to a nurse and, and then you then she have a lets you. Cat. <laughs> yeah and then she can u- upgrade your sort of psychological aspects, your endurance your strength, your weapons are all things that you can sort of mm-hmm. interact with on the fly from like, uh, you know, working benches yeah, and, there's and stuff craft, like that. Yeah, crafting
1: and everything. Yeah, um, yeah, and the one thing that I'm excited about because I'm, I'm only a couple hours in is that uh, Lucy, who reviewed this game for us, said that it gets much stronger in its back half. Yeah. That this is one of those games where with Resident Evil 7, we were all like, man, the first two thirds were like game of the year material. And then the last third was a complete slog.
2: The last third of Resident Evil 7 is... Uh, not great no I, I feel i mean honestly a lot of the same way we about resident before it just turns into this like military shooter by the end of yeah, the game yeah but i think you're so awesome and so powered with your with the me- mechanics are so strong and your, your weaponry is so awesome by then that it doesn't really matter yeah i hope the same will happen here uh same thing here the game's about 20 hours long so uh if you're looking to like you know game fly a bunch of these things or you know just marathon through them like make space yeah. Like, yeah this ball is going to get crazy uh assassin's creed's around the corner yeah, and, and that's, that's, that's we gonna know that's Macaron not going to be short games, yeah. So. yeah huge game yeah um it's really interesting
0: just the space this occupies in sort of survival horror as a genre because like this was kind of the spiritual successor to what resident evil should have been mm-hmm. yeah before we got resident evil 7 yeah and it was like yeah. oh like mikami's off doing his own kind of side the kind of the whole like sort of mighty number no. nine approach to things yeah. and yeah. then We got PT and we're like, oh, whoa, Kojima's doing Silent Hill. That's going to be interesting. And then that fell through. And now it's almost like, I don't, I don't know, it's it's weird because Resident Evil, I feel like, kind of lapped this in a weird way. Yeah, yeah. And well, it got a proper reboot, and this is still kind of staying a little bit true to form. Yeah,
1: and the interesting thing is we don't know how much of the horror Death Stranding is going to lead in, mm-hmm. like, lean into. Like, yeah. is
0: he? I don't know a damn thing about
1: that. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, like, is Kojima going to be like, all right, I couldn't make this horror game with Konami, so now I'm going to make this horror game with mm-hmm. my new studio. Yeah.
0: We've also, there's, uh, what was it, IGN First on this new, this sort of spiritual successor? Yeah, to, was
1: that uh, Visage?
0: Visit
2: is it, is it visit? Yeah. It's like there's the the game that is sort of aping
0: PT.
1: yeah it's first person in a spooky house definitely looks like pt yeah
2: it's really interesting how all this is splintered off i mean if you think about we kicked off the year with capcom bringing back resident evil as a first person survival horror game in a mansion again Mm -hmm. sort of you know hillbilly Hillbilly mansion uh against swamp people and and what have you uh and then this is just swamp people and whatnot this (laughs) is Train the swamp this is going in a very different direction so yeah um, but this feels very classic resident evil Mm -hmm. but with lots of touches of silent hill and other Psychological horror. So, well, I I'm love down with it.
0: If you went back two years and you were like, "All right," in 2017, uh, Capcom is going to be putting out uh Resident Evil Seven and uh and Marvel versus Capcom Infinite, which is going to land better with fans. Yeah, the bands. exactly. Yeah. And you're like, "Oh, well, yeah. probably not." The Didn't 7 get that one, one right. Here yeah. we go.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it is really cool. Like you said, that we got the next iteration in proper Resident Evil that's really good, and then we got this from the creator of Resident Evil, which definitely feels like an evolution of what he's done with Resident Evil, and this is really good too. So. I don't know. Just, I think this is just further cementing the fact that 2017 kind of rules. Yeah, definitely. Is, you know, all in terms of games, there's,
0: yeah. there's kind of a, a life cycle with games and when they're sort of not annualized, but sort of serialized. And it's like, if there's going to be a two year, three year turnaround time for games, uh, that's almost not enough time for them to breathe. Like you yeah. need to, they yeah. need to kind of. People need to get exhausted with a genre or whatever, and then revisit it. Yeah,
2: um, yeah. I will say on behalf of both, like South Park and The Evil Within, they both had two or three year turnarounds, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's pretty fascinating that both of those games are twenty plus hours. Yeah. Um, you would think. I guess a lot of a lot of the development of those games was getting the groundwork down to begin with. Sure. Um, yeah. And there's obviously a lot of repetitive elements in both. I mean, building out the world in South Park, getting that engine to run. So it looks like the, the the show, uh, building out the, the systems and combat and characters yeah. and, and camera work in evil within yeah. uh, a lot of, a lot of it is carried over, but these are sort of quintessential sequels where they take everything that we loved the last time around and they build upon them like, in know, in a really great way. It's funny that you mentioned Billy, because I'm getting massive
1: deja vu playing South Park. because so I'm like, is this the exact same map? as yeah. the last game. I'm like, is the oh yeah, Kenny's house is on the East. And then there's this junkyard and then there's that mansion. And then
2: there's a lake. I'm like, man, well, I remember doing all this like three years. I'm doing ago. the same thing with evil within, right? Yeah. Where it's like, I hear the, those piano notes like, dun, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. yeah. And I'm like, I, I remember all that. I remember hearing it over and over again. When you go to that area where, like, so around the world, there's, like, these hidden keys that are in statues. And they open up this, like, sort of old school, like, lock box. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a P.O. box in the back of, like, an old mail room. Um, And there's, like, a wall of them. And I specifically remember opening all of them in The Evil Within One. And now they're all locked again. Yeah. You know, it's (laughs) like, damn it. And I've already opened four or five. And I'm like, here we go. We're doing it.
1: It's like the beginning of any Metroidvania where it's, like, death comes and takes all your powers away. And you're like,
2: damn
0: it. I had all
2: that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, So yeah, moving on to another game that is the sequel to something that came out three years (laughs) ago, uh, Shadow of War, Yeah, uh, which is an interesting one because the whole thing with – the whole hook with the first Shadow of War was unlocking new abilities and these powers and stuff, and I feel like starting off with Shadow of War – You've got more powers just at the get go.
1: Yes, you definitely. You feel like what Talion was like at the end of one. They right. do a good job of that. And they don't strip anything away, and it's just sort of additive
0: in early. Yeah, day. it's this is a very odd game. I've been I played a bunch of this. I got like I I was I've been sick all week, so I was sort of playing it with through that haze of, of cough medicine and not really feeling fully at you know, full power, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, and I feel like it's a it's a really good game that I think explores parts of the first game that didn't really impressed me yeah and i know that like the whole nemesis system was like the the big huge impressive selling point i thought it was fascinating how that game kind of was like uh, a lot of people loved it it surprised a lot of people the first time around uh and then it was the dice awards the nemesis system was like all these developers were like how did you do that and i think it's the kind of thing that's so high concept that it almost doesn't seem impressive to gamers yeah uh and it was just like you made it you made it a, a, a dynamic I mean to, uh, dynamic enemies. Yeah. yeah, I mean to
2: me the the nemesis system was infinitely more interesting than any story they could have written themselves because it was yeah. one that I was sort of creating Dynamically on my own, and that sounds corny. That sounds like marketing buzzword speak. You know, just no. Bullshit. But they do, they delivered on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But it worked. Um, and I remember specifically asking the devs at E3 and at Gamescom, like, "Hey, like when this game came out three years ago, we were sure everyone would steal from it, and literally no one did. Why? What so is it? happened?" There? And they were like, "We thought so too, but uh, well, here it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, we made I it." I feel better. like
0: it's one of those things that's so insanely ambitious that you'd have to be crazy to try to rip it off. I yeah.
1: l- I have to think Warner Brothers is going to implement is currently implementing this in a superhero game in some Superman, justice league, Batman game. Like this is too interesting of, of tech to not share
0: with well,
2: every game in your wheelhouse Batman has 250,000 nonsense villains they can lean into yeah. I like the idea of yeah. the whole like the, the
0: procedurally generated name convention Puzzle. of orcs where it's like oh it's like Kaka the Beholder or yeah. like I mean, Tug Blug the the, <laughs> the whatever the,
1: the original the original thing to do that was Batman 8 and 9 you had Bob the Goon yeah, yeah. no I like yeah. the name. it's just
0: like it's like Goon like the no good Nick yeah like, and it's like Steve Dave the <laughs> the robber or they all, turn into, all like,
1: they all to into, like, Dick Tracy villains. Yeah.
0: No um, Lips Manless. No, but this game, like... Gorbler the <laughs> butt kisser. Yeah, We were talking about this and how with games of the scale of, like, huge open world games, it's like, you, it, there's almost like, we don't really have time to finish them, almost. Like, yeah. they, they kind of keep going and it reaches a point where you're like there is a story there and you can mainline the quest or you can do a bunch of side quests and like unlock stuff. But at the same time, there's also like, how much time do you want to spend in this world? Sure. And the, this, the depth of this game, like the yeah. scale, like I'll yeah. walk by other people playing it and I'm like, oh, whoa, you're in like a like a jungle now? Yeah. Like there's like colorful areas. The last
2: game had two main environments. Yeah. It was gray like and brown. Muddy was, and yeah, less muddy. Yeah. Exactly. And the, like the, le- the the latter half of the game got like lush and green. But I think a lot about uh, a tweet that you did once, Max, which was you uh, were talking about open world games and you put up the picture of that Homer Simpson sandwich when he gets that like six foot sub mm-hmm. and he's just eating it and he's loving it. And by the end, he's like kind of sick standing over a garbage can because there's like not much left. It's or the parts he doesn't want. I don't know if yeah. you tweeted that. I don't remember that at all. It, you did a It was Um, I think about that a lot with open world games because I will play an open world game to my heart's desire and go specifically for the stuff that I like in the game Mm -hmm. Um, that's what happens like when I play GTA I don't do any of the time trials for like car racing stuff because I don't care and I'm bad at it Mm -hmm. but at the end of the game when it's rated 100% I'm left with like 25 of those in a row and I gotta play through all of them Uh, so it does have that struggle right? It's weird the way I play open world games like different than like when I start uh, like Uncharted or Evo.
1: i'm like i'm going to play this to completion i'm going to get through the story and see the credits Mm -hmm. whereas with open world games a lot of times i just hit a point and i'm like i enjoyed that i'm done i have seen this world yes i have done it yeah Yeah. i've done even though i haven't i'm just like i'm done i haven't finished the story but i feel like i'm done yeah
0: Yeah. like um in this case what's what's really odd is it's it is open world ish it's got different sort of arenas and then the hubs are yeah it's really weird though because it feels like it puts it puts the systems first like, yes. it doesn't emphasize the world, and it doesn't really encourage you to go explore. It's kind of like, go do stuff in this world, but at no point is it like, hey, just poke around, have fun. Right. Uh, and they'll be they'll be sort of like almost these – it's almost like starting a new job. Like, they'll bring you to a new area, and they're like, all right, well, follow Gollum around. He's going to show you – and you're like, oh, I just explored this whole map, but I was, like, focusing on – On Gollum, yeah. On a waypoint rather than actually learning where everything is. Yeah. Uh, and it does this sort of, like – like you'll climb these uh these towers and do the whole kind of like, oh you climb the tower and then unlock the it. with it, yeah. But then it has you do this word sort of I spy thing where you like find things to unlock, and it seems almost antithetical to what an open world game should be or hmm. what I get. It's from it. open
1: world, but none of its exploration. Right. Like none of its discovery.
0: And as opposed to it does the thing almost almost like a, a it's Sort of a more obvious version of like I always hated it in Assassin's Creed games where you climb a tower and then it shows you this like sizzle reel montage pop, 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 pop. of like here are all the cool areas yeah. in this area. And, Look what and, we
2: made yeah. with our friends. Yeah. and it's just and like yeah, yeah. It's, it's nice, I mean, but and it, you know, it also it almost it almost
0: spoils the map. Like yeah, a sense of actually discovering the place. And in this case, it makes you manually move the camera around to see where everything is, and then it marks your map. Yeah, and you're like well. I know it's there and I know what it is and like I, yeah, I can go check part it out. Of, but it feels more like it feels more like checkbox. I think part so. of
1: I, me legitimately thinks they added that. I mean, I don't know, I could be hundred percent wrong and someone from Monolith might call me out call me now. Uh, they played Breath of the Wild and you get to the top of a tower, and then you pull out your periscope, and then you're looking at things, and you're manually being like, that looks interesting. I'm going to put right. a mark there so I can remember it. It seems like you do that, but instead of it being, that looks interesting, it's saying, uh, just click that. That's, yeah. a she- that's a Shelob memory, and then oh, mm-hmm. over there is one of the, the poem walls, and oh, <laughs> nausea, the skin <laughs> Yeah,
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I so, think much of, so much of the first game was also surprised too. too. Yeah. I don't think anybody went in with the, the highest of expectations, and we were all blown away because it's a fantastic game, mm-hmm. and this has a lot to live up to. Uh, it's God, I like, I really want to love it, but I think it's just sort of, it's, I don't know, wrong, wrong timing or whatever. And it's not to say that it's not incredible and ambitious. I'm I just,
2: I think the issue is, um, the character is almost in, like too overpowered. And I don't mean that like in a combat sense, but in, uh, his, his ability to scale things right. makes scaling things almost too easy like in Breath of the Wild and Assassin's Creed to get to the top of something is sort of a journey right, right like it's right. kind of a struggle and in this game like this ca- this guy just runs up frozen waterfalls yeah three like three jumps up to the top of the highest thing and then people are standing at the bottom kind of throwing rocks and at then him. you can just jump straight down and there's no fall damage yeah anymore. there's yeah. no. you know it's sort of like uh, most of the games that are open world like think about GTA 5 right mm-hmm. to get to the top of a building in that game which you can't do for many buildings like you have to hijack a helicopter yeah. or you need to like find this weird staircase that goes up at the top like it's it's not programmed for a lot of the buildings in that game but finding stuff in that game and discovery in that game is is sort of incredibly important and it's tied to the lack of ability you have rather than leaning into the ability that you do have and in this game this guy can basically fly it's sort of like Batman, yeah, how he can just get to the top of building in two seconds. Um, I think they do a little bit better of a job with collectibles in those games, but yeah,
1: it's funny. Whereas with like a lot of the games you just mentioned, those those dynamic stories that come about are look what I did, like look what I did in this game, look what I did in this game. Whereas the stories that I like in this are look what the game did to me, yeah, like look what happened to me. This character all of a sudden, this look at this crazy orc, and he came and he intervened halfway through a fight, like that was crazy, and then he came back later on. One
0: thing this game does that's just unforgivable is you can't skip the orc introductions. And sometimes there'll be, like, four or five of them in a row. And you're just, you're in the middle of fighting somebody, and then this dude shows up, and he gives you his, like, opening monologue, and you're like, come come on, man. Also, you can't skip
1: supers in South Park, right? You can't skip, like, and almost every battle ends with a suit. and I'm like, I've seen this montage a hundred times. Please let me skip it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I, I, I feel like we say this all the time, but, like. Just give us the option. Just yeah. let us skip stuff. Or
1: you see something once and then you're like, that was it once. If it happens again, or let us earn like- a skip. Yeah.
2: yeah. Earn the skip. There we <laughs> are. I didn't have it. That's what had happens. It. The paid DLC, I do paid DLC for skips. <laughs>
0: don't don't put that idea out there.
2: Yeah, That's do totally not say no. that. Uh, I, skip. But I think where this game, like from what I've seen, like what it really does best is uh, it's sort of that like what they do on Chopped, where they're just like, all right, uh, you have to make dinner. You have one dragon, and you have this rancor, and there's three dudes on fire, and there's bees. Have fun. (laughs) Like Like, It'll just like throw this bag of nonsense at you. And that's where it gets really crazy. I think that's where the stories come from, right? Uh, And that's where the real surprise of this game comes from. Because I think we're comparing it to open-world games, but we should... Be comparing it more to kind of combat-heavy games yeah. a little bit more because I think that's really more what it's focused it's a, it on. It looks in
0: a very interesting space. There's nothing out nothing out there like this game. No. Period. Yeah. Um. I sort of wish that they just let you make an orc at the beginning. Like I kind of wish they were just like, Hey, you're a you're a real you're a real nasty little man. You're gonna be yeah. just a dirty dirty boy. I want to be an orc. I love orcs. They're an great. Uruk. An orc? An orc, Yeah. And you can pick your cool nickname and all. The, all the people talk to you and they're like,
2: you know, I don't yeah, know, Lars like, uruk, a gluck or something. Now if I don't if I don't really care about Lord of the Rings because I don't. Sorry um just calm down I, I can hear you getting mad in your car right now just, it's okay i'm right here I and don't, i'm furious i just don't it's fine it's it's okay i'm glad you like it and i don't um will i enjoy this game or will i still skip all the cutscenes? it's totally fine you you can skip the cutscenes.
0: Yeah, it's i would say it's less of an emphasis on story and even more Great. just like get out there and screw us
2: cool yeah mm. that's what i want to hear yeah i like these uh these these uh bad dogs are real like masters of the universe (laughs) oh the
0: dogs are back and they're worse than ever. oh they climb buildings the dogs climb right
1: straight up a building straight
0: up he-man yeah that
1: is that's like yeah that's shadow give me
0: a he-man game in this oh my god that would be awesome yeah Uh. Um, there's something I want want to mention I I did an interview uh, for our new Facebook show best uh, next big game uh, which you can check out it's just facebook.com slash next big game I did an interview with uh, Ash Ismail who's the creative director on Assassin's Creed Mm -hmm. Origins and he said something that I think is one of the most suspicious synced and just wonderful things about designing an open world in a game and he worked on black flag last and he was saying how uh they got exploration right but they didn't nail discovery Mm. and the thing they really want to do with ac origin is work on balancing exploration and discovery and i've always tried to find like it's not quite solving a puzzle but it is that sort of in the same way that you get a new item in a game or you or you solve something or you beat a boss or whatever, there's that yeah, sense of, right. of, of victory. And I feel like with just basic – just going out into a world and, and engaging with it, uh, discovery is the perfect word for that. Yeah. And I feel like that's what this game is, is totally lacking for me. Like it just kind of throws you in and they're like, all right, go kill the orcs. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's – I love to kill the orcs. But also, I, I don't know. I want to see more. I
2: want better. something interesting to be over that mountain. And I, I, I want to be know.
0: Tom Bombadil. Yeah,
2: I think that connects with what I was saying, right, in terms of like just getting around the universe is almost too easy. Like mm-hmm. right. it's just sort of like God modem. Well, and you can now yeah. dominate
1: a dragon and just drive, fly across as we'll say yeah. drive.
2: That's not how a dragons work. You, know, you can drive a dragon. Um, you can dominate it. Now, <laughs> this a weird thing for you to say earlier. Shifting gears.
1: I have a Which dom, do I have, a, a, dom, I have a dom and sub relationship with my dragon.
2: Shifting gears. You kicked to,
0: that thing on the side. About ooh, ooh. Gran Turismo. You did okay. a good okay. sport. gear shift. Um, yeah. Grand Turismo sports out this week. Uh, literally none of us know anything about the car the uh, Paris played it and
1: he likes it good good he says it's very pretty and it's good for the car well,
2: fans that's worth noting because he's a huge Forza guy yeah huge Forza guy mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, and he also loves realistic sims such as Mario Kart yeah Big fan yeah. of that no so that's cool that's good to hear yeah uh, but yeah it's out finally yeah we, uh, and we
0: are not playing it. if you live in Taiwan and you're insane and rich good news because it's getting a forty-six thousand dollar bundle uh yeah this is uh recently announced by sony a new taiwanese gran turismo sport ps4 pro bundle will come with the upcoming racing simulator game a playstation 4 pro and console a psvr headset complete with move controllers and the playstation camera boom that's a lot right there yeah a year's worth of playstation plus wow that's that's 60 whole bucks uh a Bravia 4K HDR television. Bravia. Okay. Where now it's just you're just you're just getting your first step into gaming. Apparently, yeah. a Thrustmaster TGT steering wheel and pedal set for the game. An a an AP, A-P-I-GA, AP, It's a racing chair. A, a big pig? chair. A, a pig. pig. <laughs> a pig. You can sit upon. And then this is the real cherry on top. An actual. 2018 Mazda MX-5. <laughs> so if you're in the market for, uh, oh, That's I don't know. It's cheap,
2: really, if you think about it, If you do the math, you add on a yeah. little It's not bad, but that it's not decent, bad. It seems decent, really. You get a whole car. You get parts of another car. <laughs> <laughs> you get a pig. It's really weird, though, because I don't know
0: if you get the if you get the car. I don't think you can fit all that into the Mazda. No, so how do you no, get probably it not the Thrustmaster.
2: Oh, you have to put it in the back seat, which like you get pulled over, and they'd be like, did you steal another car inside this No, car? there's a smaller car inside of my adult car. There's probably. like You get a steering wheel, so you have two steering wheels, and <laughs> one is
0: real. Yeah, I a like lot the Maggie questions. Simpson thing. Put the put the thrust mask yeah. on the passenger side, and they can just. Why really are you trying to drive more?
2: using your virtual reality helmet? Yeah. Forty six thousand dollars. You still can't change your PSN name. <laughs> I, yeah. You think I, if you walked up into Sony with forty six thousand dollars, you're like, "Yo, forty six grand." Yeah. Change my name. My name's terrible. It's a pig yeah. 69, 24-7. It was
1: Analingus. I needed it I needed it out of here. <laughs> analingus
2: all day long. <laughs> Anna Green Hayes. Oh, hey, take the money.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think this is even the most insane bundle we've ever gotten. I think there was a Saints Row one that came with like an island or something. There
2: was one for uh <laughs> I don't know. You know, Saints Row. There was one for the the right. Islands. What was the what was the parkour zombie game from a couple years back? Dying the, Light. Dying Light. Um that was a like a zombie fortified house. <laughs> That's right. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's completely insane. Um, and then the thing I always think about it was, what was, it was like a contest to name your son Turok. <laughs> <laughs> that's not real. It's not a bundle, but I have to bring it up. If yeah. you name your son Turok, we'll make another Turok game.
1: We name your son Turok. <laughs> social services are going to come and take that dinosaur hunter away from you. Oh, man.
2: Wait, yeah, is that real? Uh, if you're listening to the show Turok from the orphanage yeah. or, or the jail, you um, thanks i hope things are going well
1: did you know that if you pre-ordered gex 2 they filled your house with little geckos <laughs> they came in at night they just opened a window they put a bag of geckos what if your
0: house was already full of geckos <laughs> they release crickets in there so the geckos <laughs> have a nice feast um god okay uh a bunch of games out this week uh one i want to talk about real quick i haven't actually played it uh jackbox party pack four yeah. yep. uh, i was playing jackbox uh, party pack three this weekend i had some people over uh so I remember when the first one got announced, and I remember like it was you don't know Jack was like, <laughs> big, like that was this game that had been it would they'd have it on like school library computers. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. What is this? It's trivia. You play by yourself on a computer. That sounds
2: stupid. It's like an angry bald man with an
0: exploding head, or yeah, whatever. yeah. It, was, it, was it was always the internet, have it on like it's the discount aggro. rack at like CompUSA. Yeah. You're like, what the hell is that? And it then, was like
2: Spencer's Gifts, the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: And like a buddy of mine uh, was doing PR for it and was like, he was like, please, like please come to this Jackbox Party Pack trivia thing that we're doing to please cover the game, please like just like as a favor to me cover this game and i was like this seems kind of i think we wound up not doing it and then quietly the jackbox party pack games became like a regular go-to yeah. thing whenever yeah. i have parties because yeah. those yeah. games rule so if you like to have friends over like to goof around um they're so they're so smart and they're so they get so weird and so silly um
1: yeah and these uh the way these work is that you play on your phone right yeah like, like your, your controller is your phone yeah yes.
0: you type in uh, you type in like this this random kind of all-purpose like URL yeah. and then it gives you like a room code mm-hmm. and then occasionally it t- sort of breaks the game because if you're all on like shoddy Wi-Fi one person's got a better sure. phone yeah. you just lose yeah <laughs> right yeah occasionally it doesn't work but it's th- that's not really the point it's more about just having fun with
2: your friends yeah yeah and these are effectively like digital board game packs uh, but a lot of the games are s- much simpler than you like a, a board game don't think about like you know Settlers of Catan oh yeah or whatever, no. that, most and most <laughs> of it's about like being and funny games, yeah, yeah. And,
1: yeah. yeah. And, like yes goofing Uh, on your friends also uh, download i think it's still free that's you yeah yeah, that's you is a free psn game that does it's a first party game that does very similar that's
0: like wes anderson's jackbox party pack yeah that game i feel like it has they they completely overdid it on the art i'm like this is Mm -hmm." so
2: nice and all i'm trying to do is like talk about how my friends fart yeah Yeah. that stuff's great uh the um jackbox thing is really cool because like each each thing or each collection sort of has like five to seven different games in it and they all scale like some of them are like one or two players mm-hmm. one of them are like two to eight players yep. uh and some work better than others in terms of having a small group of people but and it's a, it's a weird game to recommend because many of you don't have like five people in your house all the time sure. you're like, playing online yeah yeah but like if you're in college or something yeah. or like you know you live somewhere where your friends come by or mm-hmm. uh you know even like you have like a wife and kids or whatever it is like uh, these are really fun These well, are really, really one, fun.
1: like uh I'm, I'm friends with a couple of people own bars and they were like hey we want to put it in a game and all we have is this like amazon fire that we stream through can we get games on it i'm like yeah download jackbox mm-hmm. because you can put it on silent at a bar people can log in on their phones and then yeah. all of a sudden you have a bunch of strangers playing a game um, with each other
0: in the party pack three there's a game that's called like t-shirt showdown or something mm-hmm. and it's Probably the most just beautifully insidious, like brilliant thing I've ever seen a game do. Like we're all up in arms about microtransactions and stuff. This game is a game where everyone it's sort of like Pictionary, everyone draws like weird random images and then you write weird captions and then they get put on fake t-shirts and then they get kind of shuffled around and everyone's voting on t-shirts and they're like nonsense things, like it's a picture of like like Darth Vader eating spaghetti and it says like Goku eats farts or something. Yeah. <laughs> what that doesn't make any sense. Everyone's, you know, yeah. having drinks and laughing. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the game, it has a link on your phone. It's like you could buy any of these shirts. And it's like, you don't get a cut of the shirt. Like the Jackbox people just get money from the shirt <laughs> yeah. you bought. It's like those – like I feel like when uh, when like Google has like a captcha and it's like identify all of the parts of this photo that are street signs. And you're like, I'm training an AI right now. Yeah, this I is feel a- like we're training those Facebook T-shirt algorithms that's like –
2: Side note, you can buy those as shirts, too. I have dozens of them. (laughs) We bought a bunch of capture shirts. They're great. (laughs) People come up to me and they're all the time. They're like, are you book ops? You got it right. You can get in now. Hey, you're not a robot. Let's be friends. (laughs) You're not (laughs) a (laughs)
1: replica. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's also uh, a, another game in the P- Sony's PlayLink thing like the phone based games is coming out soon called the Hidden Agenda and that's the one by Supermassive the the Until Dawn guys Oh, cool. and it's like a spy game that you oh, play nice. like an eight player spy game you play on your phone and that's so fun. I'm really yeah, yeah I really want to see what that's like
0: I want to get like just a bunch of really like big big tablets and get like really artsy people over and have like yeah. the most intense game of like drawful possible yeah
2: like. does eat farts the cool thing about these games is that um, they're not like there isn't always, like, a judge in the game that's just like, that's the best answer. Sometimes it's just you and your friends being like, we're horrible, but he's the least horrible. Yeah, He's the most well, horrible. Yeah. Like, I remember playing, like, apples to apples with a bunch of people once. This is a side story, but here we go. Uh, and this one girl was just like, she was like, awful, terrible, miserable. And we're all trying to guess the words. We're like, uh, school, uh, work. And she was like, no, it's family. <laughs> and like, oh, you're broken. Like, this is not, that's not the right answer. But she won because we're all like, that's great. Like, you need something because everything sucks <laughs> you yeah, this you. game of Apples My to Apples. My
0: personal hell is playing Apples to Apples with people who don't have irony. Yeah i've done that before and it's just and you're like oh you actually try to match the words up with the thing that is being just oh you're not literal funny at all yeah. wow that's very boring well, yeah. you got
2: to pick your friends first before you pick a game to yeah play. well those people aren't my yeah. friends anymore sounds it's like senior, you had a couple crapples to crapples um, apples to apples weeds out the friends yeah
0: but uh, jackbox party pack is fun go check out some of these fun things yeah. if you want to have some people over um also jackbox is on switch so if you want to drag your gaming system around with you that mm-hmm. helps too um other stuff out this week wwe2k18 uh, I think we're going to have uh, Seth Rollins on Up at Noon this That's week. That's right. Or yes. coming Seth to- Rogen? Yes. I'm- Henry Rollins himself will be Incredible.
2: there. As always, the thing I'm most interested in in this game is the character creator. Oh, God, and, yeah. And seeing people. like I, People made you and I last time around. I think, and
0: we, it, I, I, think I did that. I spent did you do that? two hours at work Max
2: I'm, made I'm, us made last time around. <laughs> no. You can make the Colonel Sandersman.
0: Yeah. yeah that's yeah. weird i don't know how that happens those are so those games are so great for just having like incredibly realistic versions of oh it's like hideo kojima comes out and he's like yeah i arms around this yeah. f- smoke machine's going off then mm-hmm. oh gabe newell's entered the ring and they're yeah. fighting like why 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 <laughs> yeah. why um the new one apparently has some weird wonkiness at launch like they'll probably patch it out but you were showing me like gifs of like these guys wrestling and one of them has an entire dumpster stuck to his leg yeah and it's just flailing yeah. around there's uh
2: there's some fights that take place outside of the ring in the back room where they write all the stories Oh, and I someone guess. got like the casting couch, like yeah, bit them. And people just, there's a lot of clipping issues happening, so uh, keep an eye on that stuff. You know, was, I, I,
0: yeah, I think those games have always had a little yeah. bit of that. And that's we have
2: an official review going great. up; it'll probably address all that. We're just chuckleheads, but yeah, um, yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm still excited to try it out. Maybe I'll actually take one of those home and just screw around with it. Cause it's yeah. just like,
0: they're so like, I always try to play like a fighting game and just suck. Yeah. Like I think it's more fun to just make people you
2: identify. Like, I, I like the career modes in those games too. And like, you know, I haven't really watched wrestling since like the mid nineties or something.
1: I haven't watched it since David Arquette's ready to rumble. Starring Diamond Dallas Page.
0: That a movie. That's a movie. Yeah, anyway, uh, another game out this week. This is a weird one. Rogue Trooper Redux. Yeah,
1: I uh, got really angry. Brian was playing this his desk today, and I I got like... Just,
2: <laughs> everyone got yeah, so, like
1: I got weird. They're like, I, what are
2: you playing this game for? I was like, because it's what we do at work. Yeah. We play games, and we talk about them on so the show.
0: Rogue Trooper is based on a 2080 comic from like the, the British post-apocalyptic Judge Dredd comics magazine, whatever. Uh I've never really read any Rogue Trooper. I think it's like a man who has three brains inside his head or something. I might have forgotten. (laughs) Is that what that that game was about? Something like that. He's a spaceman. He's blue. He's got a guns in space, probably. Maybe not space. I don't really know. Anyway, they made a game about this in... 2000, I believe?
2: Yeah. Literally the year 2000. So this game is 17 years old.
0: Oh, the old 17th anniversary. <laughs> <Like> that that <laughs> silver <laughs> anniversary. The Kinsignera
2: yeah. Plus One. If, yeah. you, if you've if you been playing a lot of third-person shooters and you're like, these are great, but what if they lacked all the things and all the advancements from the last 17 years? Uh, this game is for you. There is something wonderfully nostalgic about it, though, because it's like it is – Like no bones about it, just like this is a 17-year-old game. They're not like, oh, we've done this, we've done this, we've done this. It's kind of just like this is what this game was. No, they definitely they've, it. They've, they've like remastered all the graphics it's so and stuff. Yeah. it like, still looks very wonky though. Yeah. It
1: is so funny how it's like, hey, you know how games like uh, Grand Theft Auto 4 and Resident Evil 4 and Gears of War all like redefined what a third person shooter is? Yeah, let's just go back to before.
2: That. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. always very very tricky. And there's yeah. a lot of really funny stuff that happens in this game. Like uh, it, I don't. It just feels like like who's the who's the blue guy from Doctor Manhattan from Walking Dead who's also in Guardians of the Galaxy that you interviewed? Oh, uh,
1: Michael Rooker. Yeah, oh,
2: like yeah, everyone yeah. in this game feels He's like He's the Michael blue Michael guy Rooker. from Guardians of the Galaxy. He's not the blue guy from the Walking. Walking Dead. Uh, you, you had me really confused there. <laughs> he probably turned blue at the end when he died. Yeah. Or actually, he became oh. a Walking Dead man. That's how that works. Uh, <sighs> well, look, this game feels like Michael Rooker meets Small Soldiers meets Avatar. And they're all just, like, running around. Uh, like, you, you the the environments are very narrow and weird and then they kind of open up a little bit like uh but everything is the geometry wise very rudimentary Uh, there was like like, there's there's a button where you heal and like a a robot comes out of your head and stabs you in the arm with a needle and you keep running you're just like (laughs) so
0: what is worth noting about this game is that the there's a weird partnership going on between the the folks at 2080 and uh i think the company that's making games like this um and they're they're actually the game the game publisher i think they also do some of the I want to say Warhammer stuff. I might be wrong, uh, but they're helping bankroll that Judge Dread TV show that's in the works. Which is like, oh yeah, kind of the first time I've heard about. Uh,
2: Wait, so if you want a Judge Dredd TV show, buy Rogue Trooper Redux. I'm
0: not saying that.
2: Okay, people want I, that. Well, you're not, you not We know. talked more
1: about it? Rogue Trooper Redux than we did about GT Sport. We got We got You can't. We can't talk about Rogue Trooper Redux. I don't know why this game triggers you me so much. It up. I keep getting
0: angry. It's with, like we're a why? couple of Rogue Troopers <laughs> over here. We're just trooping on about with this Rogue.
2: No, I get it. I, like yeah. sometimes uh, Max will come into t- work and he'll be like, "I watched the Scorpion King last <laughs> night," and I'm like, "What the?" <laughs> Wrong it. they made 600 <laughs> movies since the scorpion king
0: they, they've only made 600 movies i've actually never seen That's the scorpion king 16 I, years the day you're describing has not yet happened but it will someday. but i'm always
2: like why aren't you watching like i don't know like all these movies came out this year like there's great movies i'll write a whole list for you and he's like
0: oh no, not know i just
1: felt
2: like i just really this. wanted to watch cheaper creepers you no know, i just you push squares enough times on netflix and your brain stops working <laughs> and you want to get the scorpion king
0: you no know, i love because you'll make fun of me for this you'll be like yeah max came in he was like oh i just watched death becomes her and i'm like hey i actually never seen that i'm gonna add that to and the list yeah and then i come in and you're like i'm having the deja vus
2: <laughs> um, but no so sometimes it's okay to go back and play a game from 17 years ago or watch scorpion i want scorpion a, scorpion I want a good scenes. judge
0: dread video game if we can't get the new like give me give me a judge dread give me a judge Dread with a nemesis system in there yeah yeah Maybe just a, a humorless man going around in his weird helmet the judgment system yeah and you go get upgrades from your butler That's robot bad. yeah i like that a lot that'd be good Another uh, game Schneider. out this week is yeah, – Rob Schneider should be in the Judge Dread game, but only as <laughs> DLC. Um, There's a game called Elex mm-hmm. or LX, I'm not sure how to say it. Uh, this is from the studio that did like um, Risen? Yeah. Those pirate RPGs. And yeah. this game, I've, I, we work at IGN. We pay attention to a lot of games that are coming out. This game is out. And I have no idea what it is. Yep. It just and
1: appeared. It's like a big, it seems like a big open world, third yeah. person, like it, fantasy, destiny, like a action.
0: Little visual novel on Vita. Or yeah. something. I'd be like, oh, I, I could see how I would miss that or something from Steam that was already out. Yeah. It's not, it's a, it's an open world action RPG that's like half magic, half post apocalyptic. And it looks really cool, mm-hmm. but I'm also like, I feel like it might be The fact that it's just stealthily kind of coming out, maybe not really the best song. It did a
1: bad job with the PRs. Um, It happens. Yeah. Yeah. It happens.
2: (laughs)
0: Uh, also, just really curious. It looks. It looks honestly like if you got all all of the biggest games of the last five years and just mixed them, mashed them together. Yeah, you know. yeah. There's like Titanfall Max, but then like Fallout armor, but then like Destiny elves, and you're, yeah. and you're in the the world of The Witcher, and just very a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, go check yeah. it out. I uh,
2: yeah. I I did not know about this game either. Maybe I, no, yeah. Know. Also, it, go check out Rogue Trooper. Yeah, maybe check yeah, some reviews first. Um, and Watch the Scorpion King. Great news, everybody! Starting to rock.
0: Yeah, there's a game coming out this week. It's called Real Farm. Mm-hmm. It's a real farming game. Show ran out of steam. No, I like. I want to talk about real farm.
2: Okay, we not really. I'm just
0: kidding. It's real. It's like another farming simulator type game. Let's but play like, Stardew Valley. Probably I really probably. want. I want one of those farming simulator games in reverse, where you <laughs> inherit a farm that's already running very smoothly, and you just get to see how many ways you screw <laughs> up. Because <laughs> like I've been playing, I've been I playing love
2: that. Like you put eggs in a tractor? Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> you, just, you just dry I want like realistic damage physics. I want just destructible environments. Like you wake want, up like, at
2: 7 a.m. instead of 4.30 in the morning <laughs> and you're like, what's going to happen? You're like, like, well,
0: like, oh, the farm, all the horses are dead. You then. didn't cut the hen's feathers and now it's huge. You put all the cows in the well. <laughs> yeah. I want just like the, the realistic thing of like you want a realistic farming simulator. Here's how badly that would go. Mm-hmm. And just everything goes wrong. I want that.
2: You know if you go six years without shearing a sheep, it becomes the size of a home. That's what I – It's just like catamaran. with like, like a not animal. You, why
1: didn't you pick all your corn? I was like, I thought it would just get bigger if I left it in there. Yeah. <laughs> and then I thought I'd have very large corn by the end. You but just I didn't. grow corn
2: albums. Yeah. Yeah, yeah let's do this. Let's yeah. This I think game. it's a
0: good – yeah, this game looks like a very nice serious game about real farming, as the title would suggest. But I, I think we need some uh, we need some farms gone wrong.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Farms gone wild. No farm for yeah. foul. Warning.
0: Uh Real quick, a uh, quick moment to talk about some VR games that I got to check out.
2: Dun, 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 dun. Um,
0: there's one game called the Solus Project, which is uh, you get you get kind of crash landed. I was getting weird deja vu with this because it reminded me a lot of Farpoint. A um, little bit of Farpoint, like it kind of just does that. It, you know, you see the spaceship in VR, and you crash land on this planet, and basically this one is is much less about like shooting spiders and things, and more about like exploration and like identifying uh, samples and science right stuff. Now. Um, very surprised by this because I was sort of expecting kind of small form walking simulator type of thing. Uh, it's deep. There's like a lot of stuff going on here. I was poking around. People seem to really like it. Who get into it? Uh, I was almost. It was almost too much. Like I was playing it with move controllers, and there's like a lot of uh, a lot of controls to right. have there. It's not just as simple as like press the one button and then you know it's it's kind of you can also play it just regular without without the VR component. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's really weird is you got this like sort of PDA phone thing. Uh, and you have to you have to look at stuff that's on the screen there, which I'm sure is like fine if you're playing on like a normal screen mm-hmm. but playing on the, the VR headset you have to just hold it up sort of close to your face to read it's very weird read some readings.
2: some VR games get like that where the, it's sort of like you know scratching your head patting your stomach at the same time yeah to come, where you like your camera control movement or head control is done with your your head your neck and then your hands are like controlling like the x and y axis but you're also aiming and shooting but you're interacting with things and then you have like uh-huh. wrist straps and then you have headphones in and there's a cable running down your leg and then the cat walks in or whatever yeah and you, and then you get
1: freaked out because you realize you don't have a cat. And you've been dead the whole it's time. So
0: if you remember what your body is, you're, you're like, I look – like if I – Holding someone holding a phone up like this to their face, I just feel like that's what my mom would look like in space. She'd be, and then she'd be like, call me and be like, I don't know how to text anymore.
2: Like, well, that's how that's I can't it. read it. That's how I felt playing uh, Arkham VR, which I really liked. But like, if you had walked into the room and seeing Batman do that, he would have been like, just basically holding up a clipboard, like, where are you, Robin? <laughs> Where's Robin? I can't find Robin. <laughs> you're like, Is he okay? Uh, we should mention real quick that it's uh, the one year anniversary of PSVR. Oh yeah, and they have sold a million units worldwide and there's a huge sale going on on psn right now of pretty much every psvr game ever made uh and if you're a playstation plus subscriber a lot of those games are in like the two to seven dollar range which i think for short experiences that are you know 30 minutes 60 minutes uh, a lot of cool stuff in there a lot of stuff i didn't even i guess i missed like there's um there's a game called so you want to be a ghostbuster which is basically like a Ghostbuster simulator. But there's also like Until Dawn and a bunch of other games like uh let's see, Time the Time Travel or whatever it was. Robinson the Journey. Yeah, Robinson the Journey is a different one. But yeah, yeah, that's on there too. A lot of games that are like they were like pretty good. They mm-hmm. had some problems. Uh-huh. Totally worth jumping in on a on a flash sale like this. Yeah. So
0: I wish we got more VR bundles. Like I feel like that's such a perfect thing for you. What are you
2: talking about? Business. We got this forty six thousand dollar one. What with yeah. PSVR?
0: I meant like bundles of VR games.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, never mind. You buffoon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, no, like I, I think that it's so often with, with VR, you're either getting like a small sort of bite-sized experience or you're getting something that's almost surprising at how complex it is. And mm-hmm. it's vaguely overwhelming to be playing it with uh, the hat on the mm-hmm, head. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's sort of counterpoints to Solus Project, which is like very in-depth and uh, exploration heavy with like horror elements and uh, just a lot to take in. I also played this game called Spark, which feels like one of the many... Um, Kind of weird VR sport pong like type mm-hmm. games. Basically, it reminds me a lot of dodgeball, but with you're in like this weird virtual space where you're. I don't know. You, you, the the balls are more of like orbs. And mm. There's like everything lights up, and you're in. It's just you know the kind of the. I don't know. You're making a space like what? What kind of space do you want it to be? It can be anything. And it's right. Um, I feel like that's sort of a, a thing that everyone's kind of trying to do. And, and you look at like early like Atari games, and it was kind of the same deal where you just have these very archetypal like oh it's a, a game with the ball or a game with the gun or a game with the vehicle and it's sort of like you don't want to focus too much on what the concept is mm-hmm. you more just like get the get the feeling right you know
2: yeah, yeah i think a lot of psvr launch games felt a lot like that um for better or worse which yeah. i think really works in a lot of ways like uh it's sort of like it's taking the core concept that you would find in something like an nes game right, right. and expanding it into this like mind bending vr universe uh which i think I like, you mm-hmm. know, for the most part, um, where the issues arose with a lot of those games were the pricing models would be like $30, $40 yeah. for something that really should have been like a 10 15
0: Or it's online multiplayer only, and then you got to rely on finding somebody else who's playing yeah. at the same time yeah. I specifically yeah. remember being
2: upset at the price on Super Hypercube, which I adored, but like just didn't really feel like it was a $30 experience. Yeah, yeah. You know, it felt like... Like a very simple like kind of phone game, and I mean that like in a good it way. It feels like Super Hexagon. Yeah, yeah. totally. Which is I um, oh, don't yeah.
0: play like sixty bucks for Tetris. That's weird. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. But yeah, happy birthday uh, to PSVR! I want to say real quick, uh, it's been really awesome using that thing and mm-hmm. covering that thing. I also want to say I'm a little pissed off oh. because <laughs> there's a new version yep. of PSVR coming out. That fixes my main issue with it, which is the PSVR, uh, PS4 Pro, HDR pass-through, which you have to unplug, replug. You've heard me complain on the show before like an idiot. It's a stupid thing to complain about. It's the ultimate first-world problem, which we're full of on a show about video games. That's where we are. I'm sorry. It's a first-world thing. Um, When PSVR launched, it launched within a few weeks of the PS4 Pro. I bought both because I love them, um, and I really, really do love both of those products. They've never communicated well uh, in a traditional sense, by any means, uh, the PS4 Pro has given some power to the PSVR to some games to make them look better, which I appreciate, and that's awesome. But it blocks HDR, so Sony has fixed that with this weird PS4 PSVR 1.0.2, yeah. whatever it is, um, which I think they're sort of going to stealthily sneak out in the stores, replace all the old models. The problem is this product was fixed uh, on a cable level, which is physically connected to the. PS- SVR. Yeah. So, to fix it myself, I would have to trade in or just completely replace the version I yeah, have.
0: You just got to get a new one. I'm yep. like, I'm in the same boat. I bought the launch one too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's It also adds, like, a headphone jack that's in the in the helmet versus in, like, the, yeah. the weird dongle on the side, which is nice because those things are constantly getting ripped out of my
2: ears. Which, like, you know, this ha- uh, when you're an early adopter, this happens. Like- right.
0: It just sucks that the thing is so, like, it's so one piece as opposed to being modular. It seems yeah. like if the thing you're replacing is a cord, it should be easy enough to swap that out. Mm-hmm. But that's not really an option. Uh, also, just thinking about it, the fact that it is a $500 device that has – or 400 or whatever the hell it is that is – can be completely ruined by a cord fraying. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like maybe, I don't know,
0: think ahead of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm
2: totally with you on that. I, and I feel like this it's sort of like a slap in their face to their most loyal customers, um, people like us, right? Like I, I, I bought this thing to champion it on this show and other shows, and I have. Uh, and this is something that's really annoyed me. And it's actually, like we talked about this a few weeks ago, but it's one of the small hurdles that keeps me from playing my PSVR more. Right. Is that when I am playing Horizon or Shadow of War and I want that those HDR sunsets to come through and then I want to play a round or two of Super Hypercube or something like that. Unplugging everything and plugging it back in is just one extra little step. Yeah. And yeah. this fixes that, uh, but it's just not an option for me because I don't really want to trade in my whole unit and go through all that and eat the cost. Especially for when we don't know if a the, no. year
1: from now we're going to get the PSVR 2 exactly. or 2.0. Yeah. like. Yeah. And we've wireless. heard
2: from our audience so many times the number one question on PSVR is, should I get this now or should I wait? And I still don't have a damn answer for you yeah. because the the target keeps moving. You know. Uh, that said, it's cheaper now. We saw some bundles pop up in the last few days. Uh, I think I heard you talking about one in the office today, right? PSN. Yes. Bundle. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. And I mean, that's and like you said, though, also on PSN, like
2: so many games are discounted. Like I know for
1: fifty or a hundred bucks, you can get like enough VR to melt your eyeballs. I,
2: I mean, I try to make this a positive show, but I have to throw a little bit of hell over at Sony's way just for this. Cause it's like, it's a, it's a thing I want fixed. It's a thing I want to love and I want to enjoy and they're fixing it, but they're doing it in a way that almost sort of spites the early adopters. Yep. So it is what it is. I know that happens. If I bought a launch Nintendo DS, it looked like a birthday cake, you know, and then they yeah, fix I, they, they fix a design. Like this happens all the time. For
1: some reason, I thought you said it, you were to say it looked like birth control.
2: <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I mean, yeah. was, you know. Yeah.
0: I mean, this fall I I think I want to upgrade to like 4K HDR and get a PlayStation Pro too. Yeah. Um. And I just I don't know. The hang up is kind of the VR part of it, which is so mm-hmm. stupid to be like, oh, like the cool thing I got last year is sort of inter- interfering with that. And yeah. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. Do I trade in my yeah. trade in my beat up old one? It's kind of a pain. But happy birthday either way. Yeah. It's yeah. a cool it's a cool hat. Um we're gonna wind things up. Uh we're gonna do rapid fire over on our YouTube channel. If you have not already, hop over there. It's youtube.com slash IGN Beyond. Yep. yep. And we've got Let's Plays going on. Yeah, we have tons.
1: Uh, uh last week we put uh, Shadow of War up. This week we are putting up uh, the evil within. Oh, cool. We recorded yeah. those last week, so yeah, Was uh, are a ton to t- of fun.
0: Sneak a peek at the schedule of games we're going to be playing over the next few months. Uh, we are going to be doing some PlayStation VR stuff, <laughs> hopefully. I don't know how to capture that, but It'll be we'll fun. troubleshoot that. What could yeah. go wrong? Yeah. Uh, and on that note, um, you can find us all on Twitter. I'm Max Scoville. Brian is Agent Bizzle. And Marty is McBiggity with two Gs and two Ts. Uh, and we'll be back next week with much more about the games.
2: Yep, and it's good to be back. I miss you guys. miss you.